Good morning. I'm John, and this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for August 12th. Who did the belt collector gimmick the best? If you're listening to this, then chances are you love wrestling. And if you care to continue the conversation with me, John, and other listeners of this show, then I invite you to join the Daily Wrestling News Show Facebook group. Just search for Daily Wrestling News Show or go to facebook.com slash groups slash wrestling news show and click join. We cannot wait to meet you there. The group is brand new, so if you're one of the first to join, don't be afraid to say hi. Now, on with the show. In December 2020... Kenny Omega defeated John Moxley to become the third AEW World Champion, a title he would hold for 346 days until he lost it to Hangman Adam Page in November of the following year. He added that belt to the AAA Mega Championship he won in October 2019 and achieved his personal peak belt collector status when he added the Impact World title, which had recently been unified with the TNA Heavyweight Championship and was still being represented by both belts. So for a while, whenever we saw Kenny, he was sporting an impressive four title belts and sometimes even employed some of his elite buddies to help with the heavy lifting. But of course, this wasn't the first time someone became a belt collector. Most wrestling fans have seen the famous picture of Ultimo Dragon draped in a staggering 10 championships. Let's put that case to the side, as eight of those titles were supposed to have been unified under the J-Crown title. More recently, there was Austin Aries, who at one point held six titles, but since only the Impact Championship was considered a recognized world championship, we'll set that one aside as well. And who can forget Lance Storm's run in WCW, where he won the United States Cruiserweight and Hardcore titles, renaming them the Canadian Heavyweight, the 100 kilos and under, and my personal favorite, the Saskatchewan Hardcore International title, respectively. But since he didn't hold the world title in that very company, he stays in the honorable mention category. Roman Reigns has done something pretty special by unifying the WWE and Universal Championships, but since he's unlikely to travel outside his own company, I don't think he'll merit belt collector status unless he decides to turn on his cousins and single-handedly become the unified tag champs as well. Hmm. Maybe. Nah, nah, probably not. I would like to submit the following for your consideration. On this day in 2007, TNA Wrestling presented Hard Justice. The main event of this pay-per-view offering would feature TNA Heavyweight Champion Kurt Angle facing X-Division Champion Samoa Joe in a special all-or-nothing championship match. Angle was also recognized at the time as the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Now, there's a whole bunch of controversy over this title reign because there were issues between New Japan Pro Wrestling and Antonio Inoki's new IGF promotion where Angle had won the title in their inaugural show. Say what you want about the title's official name, but Kurt flew to Japan and beat Brock Lesnar with a broken freaking... Wait, no, that's not this story. Angle did travel to Japan, and he did beat Brock Lesnar for this title, though. So that's about as legit as it gets. Getting back to Angle and Joe. In a storyline that could only take place in TNA Impact Wrestling, the two had teamed together recently to defeat TNA World Tag Team Champions Team 3D, a.k.a. the Dudleys in a match where the stipulation stated that whichever wrestler scored the pinfall was crowned the tag team champions 
and could then proceed to defend those titles with a partner of their choosing. This was based on the fact that Angle and Joe were coming to the boiling point of a nearly year-long rivalry between them that stood as perhaps the most memorable in TNA's five-year history at that point. These two hated each other. Angle and Samoa Joe entered this pay-per-view main event in a match for all the gold. The winner would leave Orlando, Florida with the TNA, IWGP, X Division, and both TNA tag titles. The storyline leading up to this match saw Kurt's wife Karen end their marriage as she grew sick of Kurt's arrogance and his obsession over his world titles, and most of all, his stupid gold medal. Her words, not mine. Kurt was a mess in backstage segments prior to the pay-per-view, begging Karen to take him back to no avail, and at one point, Kurt would come to the ring during weekly TV in a robe and slippers because Karen had taken everything, apparently including his clothes. And all of this brought great joy to Samoa Joe. During the introduction for this pay-per-view main event, Angle seemed somewhere between the verge of tears and a mental breakdown as he looked at the empty chairs at ringside reserved for Karen and a guest. Things didn't get any better for him when Karen actually showed up because she showed up with her new man on her arm. But when the bell rang, Kurt Angle did what Kurt Angle does, and that's wrestle on a level reached by a precious few in history. Kurt and Joe beat each other from pillar to post for nearly 20 minutes. And sure, Kurt might have tapped to the coquina clutch, but after a ref bump, there was no one to see it and call for the bell. So did it really happen? And sure, it took Karen swerving Joe and refusing to hand him a steel chair, instead handing it to Kurt, who immediately bounced it off Joe's head. But when Kurt got the one, two, three, he looked as good with those five belts draped over him as any belt collector ever has. The only thing missing to complete the picture was his Olympic gold medal. Damn it, Karen. This has been the Daily Wrestling News Show for August 12th, 2022. We'll see you next week.